What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Four Sideball Podcast. You're tuning in with your boy Rich, and I'm here with my buddies Tom and JD, and we're about to get this thing started. Let's go. Man, oh man, we got another brand new one for everybody tonight. 129. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, Rich. How you doing? Doing good, man. Just uh, looking forward to uh, NBA uh, playoffs now that, uh, you know, March Madison is wrapped up. And then we got the draft coming up soon, so I'll uh, be checking out some mock drafts in the next few days. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I mean, we got the Masters firing up tomorrow. So, he's, you know, always a nice time of year. And, and, yeah, like you said, basketball and NHL season's winding down. MLB kicking off, and uh, and yeah, in, a, in about three weeks we got the draft going on. Football can't stay out of the spotlight that long. No, but uh, I mean, we were definitely entertained during the time being while uh, it was uh, out of the spotlight. But mm-hmm. it kind of pops his head up here and there, you know, yeah. with Aaron Rodgers and free agency and stuff. So. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And then uh, let's get right into it, man. We had the uh, for the NFL wasn't really too much here. It wasn't really anything. Um, <laughs> no, it's been pretty quiet. Still, still waiting on the. Uh, the the Rogers trade. Yeah. I think the the I think the longer longer it, it, it kinda plays out, I think the the Packers eventually are just gonna fold to whatever, you know, they can get. But yeah, other than that, you know, there's some rumors flying around that Mac Jones is on the block. Uh that Belichick's still not happy with him, but it seems like uh some of the some players are old ex players are coming out dispelling that, like uh Gronk was out today saying there's no way. Things like that, but but yeah, other than that, fairly quiet in the NFL, which is uh, odd. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of it was kind of up from um, Mac Jones for a while. Uh, I feel like they was a uh, kind of tired of him since last year, but you know they didn't really have any uh, options to uh, switch a quarterback. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then outside of that, like I said, wasn't really much else. This he was uh, interested in reference to the uh, the uh, commanders, the group that's looking to buy him. It seems like uh, Magic Johnson is part of that group. That group. I think that would be very interesting and a good look for the uh, commanders if uh, that were to happen. Pretty much down between you know his group and uh, another group. I don't. I can't remember who the other group is, but it looks like it's about a six billion dollar uh, buy right there for the commanders, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, it, it, it does. It sounds like what I read today was that Snyder's kind of jerking him around a little bit. So interesting to see kind of how that all, all plays out. Um, but yeah, I think they have a $6 billion cash offer from someone in Canada, if I remember that correctly. But I mean, either way, I can't believe they're selling for $6 billion. I mean, they haven't, they haven't been in the playoffs crazy. Uh, since, uh, I mean, it wasn't that long, too long ago. What was it, like four years ago? Four, I want to say four years ago they were in the playoffs when they played uh, Tampa first round. Two or three years ago, because it was Taylor Heineke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Quarterbacking. Yeah, and they said they wanted uh, Tampa first round, and they got smoked. I mean, but that's value that an NFL team has without even with, with it out even being a winnable franchise, kind of like the Knicks mm. sometimes, man. <clears throat> but they've been doing good this year, so I, I can't complain. Absolutely. And then uh wasn't really else, anything else in the NFL besides uh your boy uh, since sneaking up on the, on the, on the draft boards. And they have him going uh, potentially uh, fourth to uh, the Colts. So yeah, I mean, like you said, Richard, Richardson could go anywhere from one to uh, four. You know, I mean, Panthers, Texans, Colts. I mean, he he could ri- literally go to any of those teams. But but yeah, I, I I'd assume it sounds like he you know down here that Stroud uh, probably going number one. Um, mm-hmm. But but then yeah, then it's up to up to the Texans on what they want to do. Whether they want to go Bryce Young or or, or Richardson. So, 
Yeah, and then then I think from there it all just kind of you know falls out. Uh, interesting one for me is to see how far Jalen Carter drops. Uh, I don't think he'll make it past the Bears, but we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, three of those first five picks are gonna be quarterbacks. The other two are gonna be uh the uh those defensive players, the one from Georgia and Alabama. So um, yeah, after that, I think that's when the the uh the games are gonna begin. So and then uh on to the NBA. I mean, really wasn't much here either. The only thing is that the Lakers moved up to the sixth spot, I believe. So you know they've been on a hot streak. They're still they're they're still at seven. Oh, they're still at seven. So uh, I'll take yeah, that back. They're playing, they're playing the Clippers. <laughs> they're playing the Clippers tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that back. Oh, okay, yeah. So the the Lakers currently at the seven seed, looking to get up to the six seed right now. They're playing the Clippers tonight. You know, Lakers been on a little hot streak even without LeBron. They did a good job in making those trades during the uh. Uh, before the trade deadline, uh, they brought in some uh, players that actually fit around LeBron and AD. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how this pans out. Yeah, I think this is this is hinging a lot on uh, on Anthony Davis. He's been playing kind of out of his mind lately. Um, so you know, obviously LeBron is LeBron, uh, but but without AD, I, I I don't think they're they're anywhere near that that's that six or seven seed. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but that's the thing. AD's got to stay healthy. LeBron's got to stay healthy, and yep. then uh, they got to beat who they need to beat. Because I know they got a uh, of the games they have left. Uh, it's probably another three or four games they can possibly lose, but th- th- those are teams they can also beat. So, but I-, I like the Suns versus the Lakers as the first round matchup, just to see LeBron versus uh, uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, that, that'd be a fun matchup. I think the whole that whole bottom of the West Conference could be uh, interesting because you got. You know, you got the Warriors, you got the Clippers, the Lakers, the and, and then obviously like the Pelicans. Uh, what I was on? Who else is down there? I was. Just, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, dude. If he ends up playing twenty nine games, that is going to be hilarious. He was practicing uh, the last. He was the last game, but they just didn't play him. I, I yeah, they say he's going to be reevaluated this week, but. But I just think it's funny that that you set it at 30 games and he got to 29 like pretty quickly, not pretty quickly, but but you know within 35, 40 games. Yeah, he, he played. He, like, hasn't, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't played good since. Yeah, I got jinx. The great thing is that Tom didn't take that bet. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but but you got down, you know down in that that spot, uh, you got um, yeah Lakers, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Thunder. Timberwolves and Thunder have been playing. You know they, they have they have it in them. I think in a in a short series, but they can. I don't know the Thunder, the Thunder scare me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. They got some good players on that team, and they can play some defense. Nope. So, but but yeah, like you said, uh, Suns are Suns are in the four seed right now. Well, they must have dropped then. So yeah, so. Suns are locked at the four seed, basically. Uh, the Kings are at the three. Grizz are at the two. It'll be a fight for Warriors, Clippers, Lakers on the five, six, seven seed, it looks like. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting for the Warriors because uh, they're getting Wiggins back in the next few days. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be a big part of their team. He's their, uh, one of their best perimeter defenders, uh, one of the mm-hmm. best defenders overall because he's pretty much going to be guarding the top scorer and an opposing team. This is definitely going to help them when it comes to uh, trying to win some road games, which it, they've been struggling at all year. So, yeah, they got a big one Friday night against the Kings. Uh, nothing really for the Kings to play for, I don't think. So, uh, maybe it's one that they can uh, they can take down and, and kind of ease Wiggins back in. But if they win that game, I think it locks them into that five seed. So, yeah, we'll we'll just have to you know there's some some meaningful games down down the stretch here. Definitely. And then we got Dallas pretty much out of the playoffs right now. 
like we talked about this off air, like when it comes down to the blame, I mean, you know, you got to blame all parties involved, whether it be players, management, coaching. But uh, the fact that management do, didn't do the best, the greatest job of replacing, you know, some players they lost like Brunson during the offseason. And then uh, all, they also didn't really get um, Luca any help. I mean, they did get Kyrie, but I think they needed uh, like another uh, big or, or, you know, uh, stretch four or, you know, a wing. Somebody uh, that plays kind of different that can space the floor while uh, Luca works. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think you're right. I think once they lost, uh, you know, they should have made they should have made a stronger push to to keep Brunson. I think in in hindsight, uh, they probably would have overpaid for him because he's he's having such a great year in New York. But but once he got away, yeah, they just they didn't they didn't really do much of anything to replace him. <laughs> um, so and then yeah, like you said, you get you go get Kyrie, but you know, that comes with a lot of strings. And, and I think that, you know, my, my, my thought is that they, they could bring him in and it, at least they could get a half a season out of him before he, he kind of torched the place, but they didn't, they didn't make it that far. I think they're, they're four and they're, what are they? Eight and four and 16 since he got there, four and 18, like something ridiculous. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I know at first they were kind of, uh, Luca wasn't playing and Kyrie wasn't playing, but, um, still man, uh, to have, two of the top scorers uh, in the league and still not be able to win games. I mean, it says a lot about the team as well. Uh, it's just a lot of pieces sure. they need. So as well as the coaching, man, because they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. So for them to not even make the playoffs this year says a lot. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And then outside of that, on the, on the East, um, when we had Milwaukee playing Boston last night, uh, you guys let it slip away, man. How you guys feeling, man? Uh... Yeah, I mean, they weren't going to get the one seed. They would have taken, I think, a miracle. Um, <laughs> they no, they they beat Milwaukee. They crushed Milwaukee. They, they lost to Philly last night with two of their players out. Um, oh, oh yeah, well, out. yeah. And they, they a game they still sh- they honestly still should have won. They were up like a dozen points with five minutes left, and they blew it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't really care about that game last night. I, I they're they're you know if they win tonight they're they're locked into the two seed. They're they're kind of resting guys right now. Uh, so it is what it is. They're taking the two seed, and you know you look at I was looking at a stat the other day in the Eastern Conference Finals, one versus two seed in the last forty five years, it was twenty four wins for the one seed, twenty one wins for the two seed, something like that. Whatever the, the last forty five times that these the one and two seeds met in the Eastern Conference Final. That's how it. That's how it came out. So you know, it's 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 pretty much a coin flip. Obviously, you like to have that home 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 court advantage for Game Seven if you get to that point. Yeah. Um, but I think the Celtics have shown that they they can they can win on the road. They got one of the best road records in 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 the NBA. Um, they're not afraid to go into Milwaukee. They went into Milwaukee last year in Game Six and beat Milwaukee on a, in a in a must win game. So yeah, I mean, it stinks because you know they were there for most of the year and kind of faltered toward the end of the season. But and and obviously Milwaukee, I mean, they 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 deserved it. They came up and they won you know 17 or 18 games in a row to yeah. to, to to make it tight. So you know, good on them. But yeah, I mean, it, they're gonna have to beat them either way. <laughs> you still got, <laughs> you know, so yeah, because not many other teams can really beat them. Plus, uh, that's a chance for the Knicks, man, but. I, I could definitely see us getting past uh, Cleveland in the first round, but uh, that second round matchup is going to be uh, where we where we may struggle. But you know, I'm just happy for us to be in the playoffs again. Hopefully, we can uh, win some games and win a series, and then build from there. Hopefully, uh, players see New York as a better destination than it was previously, and then uh, <clears throat> hopefully, we can make another move to uh, get another player there. 
or do something that brings up get somebody uh interested in coming to new york but uh yeah yep. i think i think we're gonna have to I don't, I don't want. I hate to say we need to change the coaching, but I'm not sure how long uh, Thibodeau's uh, uh, coaching, you know, tenure is going to be after this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's you know for the Knicks, unfortunately, it's a tough matchup. I think they they probably would prefer to have the Celtics in one seed. For some reason, they play well against them. But but yeah, even, you know, even if the, the honestly, I think the first round probably scares me more than the second round matchup. If it's the Heat, they just you know, Spolster is just a good coach, and he obviously has had success in the playoffs. And then if you go, you know, get into one of those games with them or get into the series with them, I mean, you got Philly in the second round, but we we've talked about Philly a lot, and I just playoff Philly does not scare me one bit. Uh, yeah, they they they're just too uh, wishy washy at times. Yeah, more so. I don't want to say more so Embiid, but the uh, mainly Harden. Some and then sometimes uh, I feel like Embiid doesn't. Uh, I mean, lately he's been more dominant, but we've seen the last year where he's settling for jumpers or three point shots and not going inside and attacking, uh, where he's going to do most of his damage. Yeah, and they're going to guard the Celtics are going to guard him with a combo of Horford and Rob Williams, and I just I don't I don't see him being as you know dominant. Oh, yeah, just, he's he's going to end up pulling up for those you know eighteen footers again um, because he's not going to be able to get the push down low and and they just tend to call less less fouls in the playoffs anyway so I think that that hurts Embiid too because he's he's on the line him and Harden are on the line all the time yeah over like I think over like ten in game so then we have March Madness sadly ended man uh, we'll start with the men's man on the men's side uh, we had in the final four we had FAU versus San Diego State. Um, that was a good game. Uh, San Diego State uh, came back from behind, and your boy hit the shot at the buzzer to uh, win that game. I'm not gonna lie, that game I really didn't care too much about. Like I didn't have like a team I was really rooting for, but no, uh, it was definitely a good game to watch. God, it was uh, exciting all the way down to the wire. Yeah, I, I was about to say I was. I just wanted to, you know, just a, a fun game to watch. And FAU got up kind of big early, and then uh, you know, I just I think they. Uh, you know, faltered down the end, and that last play. I mean, they they didn't they didn't they didn't use the clock well there at the at the end. They could have run it down to you know one second on that shot clock and just taken a crazy shot and hope for a long rebound and and, yep. and uh um you know. But it is what it is. Uh, and the, the the last play I thought was strange too. And I know San Diego State didn't have any timeouts, um, but you know it didn't even look like they they had anything going like. Like I know uh, the kid hit the shot at the end there, but like it, it was like uh, we have nothing, we have nothing. Huck, huck up a, a two pointer, and and that's the game. Because um, I was like, wow, they're really letting the time run off on this. Yeah, it looked like it looked like he was looking at like looking at the coach and see if they call timeout. Well, they didn't they have a timeout. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no, I think they had one. No, <laughs> they didn't have a timeout. Oh, they didn't. Oh, I no. thought they had one. He was like looking just to see what was going on, and eventually he's like, all right, I'm just. One. I'm just pull this up then. So that was that was the first Final Four game that ever ended in a buzzer beater with a team that was trailing, winning the game. All the other ones have been a tie game. Interesting. Yeah. But it was def- definitely a good game to watch. And then on the other side, we had uh, Miami and UConn. This one wasn't wasn't as close. Uh, this one was kind of <laughs> <laughs> kind of a blowout pretty much early. UConn did what UConn did. They came out and they dominated from the beginning to end. And then uh, we then they went to the finals and uh, kind of did the same thing, man. Yeah. I just wish yeah, uh, no, it, it almost it almost felt like in both those games that 
when when Miami cut it to ten or San Diego State cut it to like eight, that that was almost like tying the game. Yeah, they got it to there, and and everyone was like, you know, getting excited, and then you know Jordan Hawkins or almost a Garo would would uh you know hit hit a shot, and then it would be next thing you know it's back up to fifteen. And you're like, well, this game's <laughs> long gone. Yeah, it's just like they couldn't uh they just couldn't do enough to uh get back in the game for uh, both games. And, you know, yeah. UConn, UConn was uh, one of those favorite teams during the beginning of the season as the number one seed. Then they got some injuries and uh, they came back, you know, healthy throughout the season. And they kind of showed why they were such a great team, you know, between all the players they had. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, they can repeat next year because I, I think they pretty much got everybody coming back. I think most most guys, yeah. It's just going to depend on uh, what other teams can uh, get some steals in the transfer portal, stock up. So. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you mentioned the 17-0 non-conference schedule. They they won all their non-conference game by more than 10 points. They were actually unranked to start the season, um, started 11-0. Got, at least it got up to number one, kind of faltered in the Big East for a little while, and then, and then figured it out. Danny Hurley, uh, obviously, you know, one of the best coaches in, in the country right now. Um, yeah. Showed it again. You know, the guy's uh, uh, incredible. And, and he rec- recruits well, and... I mean, fun, yeah. to watch on this. Well, fun to watch on this. Yeah, I mean, he's from a family of coaches, so um, uh, it's kind of in his blood. So, uh, like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch over these next few years, you know, to see what he does there. So, then uh, then we have the women's side. Man, not gonna lie, man, this was uh, definitely the March Madness I was hoping for. On the women's side, we had uh, we had uh, the first game we had uh, LSU versus um, Virginia Tech. I mean. This game was kind of a little back and forth, but then uh, you know LSU pretty much uh, you know put their foot on the gas and uh, took took away with it towards the end of the game. Angel Reese out, went out there, you know, went buck wild, and then I mean they did what they had to do, man. They weren't uh, pretty much uh, you know people gave them a lot of flag during the beginning of the season because they said their out of out of conference schedule was weak and uh, they really didn't play anybody. But came uh, March Madness time, um, they showed everybody who they were. And then they uh, got to the finals. Actually, ended up winning it all. So then on the other side, I mean, I mean, it's so much I could say, man. We have, we had South Carolina versus uh, you know, South Carolina's pretty much reigned uh, undefeated all season. But you know, Caitlin Clark came out there. She had something to say about it. And uh, I mean, put up a another forty piece. I mean, she's she's just fun to watch. Her and I mean, I think all the women's teams uh, in the uh, final four were uh, fun to watch this year. I'm um, definitely looking forward to seeing how you know the projection of the sport and how it goes on. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely that that game, South Carolina game was was fun to watch, start start to finish really. Uh, just you know, South Carolina do- essentially dominating kind of every facet of the game, um, just not you know being able to score. Uh, they had something like 26 offensive rebounds, and yep. uh, they're just huge. Uh, they, you know, essentially have they could have point guard just go up, try to try to throw it against the, the rim, and and just grab a rebound and put it back in. But Aaliyah, they took Aaliyah Boston out of the game, and then uh, yeah, Kaylin Clark did her thing, and it was uh, wildly entertaining. And it's not just a good score, man. She can she sees the floor so well, um, yep. and pa- you know passes the ball. It's it's fun to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, she was pretty much responsible for all the points in the fourth yeah. quarter, either assisted or scored on those points. I mean, it's just nothing you can do when uh, it's like when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object, you know. So they say it's just nothing you yeah. can do, man. And then we had the uh, finals game, which was LSU versus Iowa. 
another even better game, uh, which was crazier. I'm not going to lie, the refs kind of messed it up here and there. Um, you know, we didn't get to see as much of the star power as we wanted to, but we had a lot of players, especially on the LSU side, that stepped up and, uh, you know, did what they needed to do to help, uh, you know, LSU win their first national championship. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, the big thing about the damn championship game was the <laughs> was the damn taunting by uh, Andrew Reese. Uh, like I said, man, I loved it. I think it was necessary as, you know, Caitlin Clark was doing it to other players. Um, in the previous game she was playing. So, you know, it's kind of um, karma coming back to her. But, uh, you know, she also took it well. She didn't complain about it. That's the sport. But a lot of other people didn't take too fond of that, man, which was uh, kind of crazy. Yeah, you know, I I, I, don't, I don't, personally, I don't care. I, she can do whatever she wants. I, I did feel like it was a little excessive, like following her around. But again, like, you, you won. So go ahead. If, if Caitlin Clark has a problem with it, you know, she has a problem with it. But other than that, I mean, it's basketball. I mean, people do this stuff all the time, right? So I, I, don't, I don't care. You know, I, I think that you, you win, you deserve, you, you get the right to do that kind of thing. So, but again, I just, you know, personally, I felt it was it was a little excessive. But I, again, that's on that's up to her. She can do what she wants. You want to you walk around the whole end of the game doing it? That's go, go for it. Yeah, but I feel like most people, like I said, I feel like most people aren't ready for the women's game to be like that yet. I don't think they're ready for women's sports, so to say, to be as uh, important or as entertaining as on the men's side. Um, you know, this uh, championship game was the most watched game in, since forever. You know, they beat out a bunch of the mm-hmm. actual Super Bowls and other major sporting event, sporting events, uh, which was crazy, which kind of shows the direction the sport is going in, and that's and that's just basically because of the talent they have in the game right now. So I mean, it's only going to get better and better. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing, um, you know, you know, she's coming back because <clears throat> women's college basketball, you know, you got to do three years. You know, this is a third year, but she said she's coming back. A lot of the players from LSU said they're coming back. Um, you know, you're going to have South Carolina in the mix, and then you're going to have some other teams uh, pop their heads up. It's going to make everything more entertaining. And it was uh, one of the highest scoring games in uh, the finals for a women's game. So mm-hmm. so if you thought uh, UConn was uh, blowing people out, I mean, we had over 100 points scored in this game, almost 200 points scored total between these two teams. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a fun, a fun game to watch. Um, and then it'll be fun to see how, like you said, how this all kind of plays out uh, with them, you know, bringing back. I think everyone's coming back, right? For the most part, there's a couple of girls I saw that they were leaving LSU, but for the most yeah, part, they'll have, they'll have their, their their squads back. Yeah, homegirl that hit the like five threes. It was, you know, so last year, pretty much. Uh, Iowa's big. She's pretty much done. And then uh, I think maybe it was like one or two other girls from uh, uh, LSU. And my, there's one from Iowa who's debatable, but she because she can come back for a COVID year. So, but ultimately it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see if these two teams can get back there. Um, they put out a, the preseason polls, and um, LSU was probably ranked number one. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch next year. Yeah, totally agree. Now it's yeah, you got to keep that kind of kind of keep that momentum going. Yeah, but the thing is, that's the thing with the portal now. You can. Um, now that you won, you can still go get another, you know, top two kids on your team to make your team even more deep or more dangerous. Because you know, kids are gonna want to go there knowing they saw what you did last year and they got a chance to win. So yeah, yep. Then we had a uh, MLBs, you know, pretty much kicking off, getting in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Your, your boy Judge is uh, off to a nice little start. But, but yeah, it's it's, it's uh, you know, I 
you know, it's always it's always nice when baseball starts. I mean, it's it's on probably less and less in my house, but we've already had a uh, you know the pitch pitch clock controversies going on. Uh, Garrett Cole got called for one today. Had, uh, got a guy walked. Uh, I think Devers from Boston was the first uh, first guy to get called out on one. Uh, Tim Anderson got called out on one today and got uh, ejected. Uh, Manny Machado got ejected yesterday on one where he got he got uh, called out. So you're starting to kind of see uh, the the the, uh, the umpires definitely have that directive and and they're they're sticking to it. They want to keep these games you know reasonable and and I think they're doing a pretty good job. I, I saw over the weekend, well, I forget what day it was Saturday or Sunday, but they had I think ten games under two hours and twenty five minutes. Yep. Which is perfect. Like to me, two hours fifteen, two hours twenty-five is kind of that sweet spot for watching a sporting event. Basketball and hockey hit it just about all the time. Um, yeah. it's almost two fifteen on the dot if you look at these games. Uh, so that's kind of yeah, that's kind of where 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 MLB needs to get to. Um, and and I think it's off to a pretty good start. Oh yeah, that's the big thing, man. It's gonna especially come play. For me, is that uh the clock's gonna be more interesting come playoff time. I, I don't know if they're doing it in the playoffs this year or not. I, I have to look at that. Yeah, but if they did, uh, I think that would be the the main thing. Because then yeah. those games, those games, because uh, they're kind of speeding up the game, so to say. So, I mean, they are. the the, pit, the pitchers are kind of can't, can't really rest up in between pitches, which which all, I think ultimately is going to have a, a more higher scoring effect in some of these baseball games. So uh, It should. Yeah, it should. Keeps everyone engaged and locked in, right? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, uh, uh, but other than that, I think it, they're off to a pretty good start here. Um, uh, you know, it's still early, long season, obviously, but but it's important to have a good April, I think, because, you know, if you have, it's it's more, I would say it's important to have a good April. It's important to not have a bad April, because then you're like, you feel like you're digging out all year long if you get off to like a 10 and 14 start or something like that, and then it's like... Mm-hmm. You know, or you know, whatever, whatever it is, it just it just feels like you're behind to 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 start the season, and and then you're chasing. You're ch- you know, as long as you're like you know within a couple of games of first place, I think uh, coming out of April, you're in a good spot. Um, the Rays, the Rays are uh, still on six and zero loss yet. Yeah, yeah, they're always like a good team for some reason, and uh, always give the Yankees problems. Oh, yeah. Kind of like kind of like the modern day Red Sox. Yeah, the Red Sox always felt like they had big name players. Although the Rays just like keep pulling these guys out of thin air, and, and you know they they they've now at least signed a couple of their their homegrown guys to longer contracts. And but they're uh you know it's always their pitching. Their pitching you know has been great. It, you got McClanahan who's already two and zero. Um, the guy's a beast. Uh, but yeah, um, they're they're six and zero, and and uh, I'd, I'd expect them to be near the top of the division all year long. Well, we'll see, man. The Yankees are four and two, so they're uh, two games back, or probably more, you yeah. know, because uh, they don't have any. Uh, since the Rays don't have any losses, but ultimately it's going to be fun to watch, especially. If, okay. That's the thing. You, we got to start start hot because uh, with some of these teams, uh, you, you don't want to you want to have a gap just in case you guys go cold, and then yeah, you know, absolutely, you want to be in a better position come playoff time. We got the Masters about to kick off tomorrow. How are you feeling about this? Who you you still going with? Uh, uh, you going with Homa or you going with uh somebody else? Uh, so 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 yeah, the Masters starting up tomorrow. Uh, been looking forward to this uh since last April 9th. 
it's just always it's it's my favorite term of the year. It's just like a an awesome course, and it's one of those courses that they they they, they play. It's the only major they play at the same place every year. So it's you know you kind of get used to the course and the holes and where not to hit. It's almost like you're playing your home course, but but watching it on TV because you just you know it, if you if if you're kind of a golf nerd like me, you just kind of know, <laughs> you know the course really well. Um, a couple things this year, though, they've changed. They pushed the uh, 13th tee back um, 35 yards. So that was always one of those ones where if you hit a good drive, you pretty much had a, a low iron into a par five, and 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 birdie was basically par. Now with it back, the the landing area is going to be a little bit different. You're going to have more of a side hill lie, harder to to carry the, the the green there for a second shot. So you're going to see probably a lot of guys laying up to a wedge uh, in there. I, I'm guessing the scoring average probably won't change. Um, it'll just be different on how guys are, are doing it. And then they changed 11, which is uh, always for me is like that, you know, 10 and 11 are two of the hardest holes on the golf course. So when you turn turn nine there, um, you got a long par four and 10, and then another extremely long par four and, and 11. Uh, I think they moved it to 520 yards, but it's a demanding tee shot. Can't be left. Uh, left is pretty much death because the rough is just so thick over there uh, and you got water on the left so you, you can't really do anything crazy but if you go right you're in the trees and, and then you're kind of punching out so it's big tee shot and then uh, the second shot obviously you know you get some room on the right but you cannot go left because there's a pond right there uh, so making that tee shot longer and harder is uh, uh it's kind of crazy i think it's the course is up to almost 7,500 yards now um which is kind of crazy because i think it used to be like when Tiger first played, I want to say it's like 6,900. So they've, they've added 600 yards to the course. Oh, uh, I know. You know, just buying up property and things like that and, and pushing tee boxes back and moving greens around. But but anyways, you know, I, I think one of the things to watch out for this weekend is is the weather. It's going to be wet starting probably Friday afternoon into through Saturday night. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it's one of those rains that's going to be a kind of a constant um you know, uh, drizzle or, or it's kind of what it looks like. So the, I guess is they'll probably try to play on Saturday, but it's going to make the course extremely soft. So guys that can hit the ball far uh, and straight kind of benefit from this because, you know, you're not getting any rollout. So everything's, it's all carry. So, you know, like the Rory, uh, the Rory's of the world, uh, John Rom, ball, you know, the guys who can hit the ball far and straight typically benefit in those. And Matt, Max almost one of those guys too. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my pick this, this one was, was is, is a little tough. I, I, I'd like to see Rory win. I just, I feel like I, 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 <laughs> I put it on him a lot and, and, uh, and he and he hasn't he hasn't won it yet. When I've never, arrived, you know. I've seen a, I've seen a bunch of people picking him too. So well, a lot of people pick him because he, you know he he he's like he's like he's almost like due here at this point. I mean, obviously he's, he's a great golfer, and and, and to win here you got to have a good short game. Um, and he he has a great short game, good iron player, and he drives the ball well. So I mean, and he I think last year he finished. His fourth round, he shot 64, which is his best round ever at, at Augusta, and he felt like he might have found something. So, yeah, that's why I, I think a lot of people are on Rory. Obviously, a lot of people are on Scheffler, uh, yeah. best player best player in the world right now. If he's on, I don't think there's anyone that can touch him right now, and I think everyone kind of knows that. Um, but, yeah, I you know, I think for, like I said, a, a value play, I do like Max Homa. Uh, he's playing good golf, and, and he's a really good uh, – He's really good around the greens. He's a good putter. Uh, both things that are very important at, at Augusta. It's not it's not the birdies. It's the par saves uh, that are important. And Tiger always says that too. So 
so yeah, I mean, I, I do like Homa. I, I forget he was at like plus four thousand. Uh, another guy up there, uh, Tony Finau, uh, really liked this week. I don't, I don't know if he can win it, but if you have a top five, I, I would almost guarantee he's going to be in the top ten somewhere. So I do like Tony Finau in the top top five. Um, and uh, Jason Day is a hot hot name coming coming in right now too. Uh, he's been playing well. Another good good short game, really good putter. Someone who plays well at Augusta, but. My, yeah, my pick of the week uh, to win it is uh, is going to be Rory. <laughs> Interesting, man. Uh, who, who would you say is uh, your sleeper? Uh, how deep are we going on sleepers? <laughs> uh, I like I like uh, uh, Sahith Thagala. He's a rookie. I'm rookie? Oh, he's not a he's his rookie last year, but he uh, he has uh, his first time at the Masters. Another guy who hits the ball really long, really good player. Uh, so I, you know, I think he's probably. I just had the odds up. He's at. 110 to one. So he's, he's a, he's a big long shot. Another guy to watch out for too is Justin Rose. He always plays well at the masters. Uh, he was in the playoff, I think in 2010, 2012 with Adam Scott. And and he's starting to kind of play a little bit better. He play he knows Augusta. Well, he plays there. Uh, he plays well there and he's going off. I think at, yeah, 55 to one. So those are a couple of long shots for you. How are you feeling about, uh, uh, Justin day or, um, um, Winley, Win Win yeah. Mm-hmm. I I like him. Uh, he played he played well a couple weeks ago. Was it a couple weeks ago? Kind of faltered on Sunday. I forget where that was. Oh, the players. Player, players championship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a, he's a good ball striker. I actually have him in one of my pools. Uh, he's going off at sixty five to one. I think great odds there. A guy who's who's playing playing pretty well, uh, coming off a big tournament at the players. Yeah. I like him too. I mean, you heard it here first, guys. So I'm definitely gonna be uh putting some uh some down on some of these guys. Sprink, sprinkle a little. Yeah, you gotta sp- spread the wealth. And then uh, if your guy is leading, do not uh do not pull out. Just uh let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get nervous. Just wait till Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, just close your eyes and uh, don't look at it. Time again, ladies and gentlemen. We got another edition of JD's Bites and Brew. What you got for us? All right, so it's landed a chicken stir fry with uh, some some uh, crazy noodles uh, in there. So uh, chicken stir fry, pretty pretty basic. I did uh, mushrooms, onions, peppers, uh, diced that all up, threw it in a pan. A little, little bit of a little bit of butter, olive oil, and uh, salt and pepper. And then during the cooking, added some teriyaki sauce and some sesame oil. Uh, so I got those going, uh, diced up some chicken, uh, just seasoned with salt and pepper, uh, threw that in. Again, added some more teriyaki sauce, a little bit more sesame oil, uh, stirred those all together. And then I got these um, these noodles from Trader Joe's, and they're like, what are they called? Knife cut, like crazy noodles or something. So basically, they're just, a, they're just like a, uh, they look like a rice noodle. I don't, I don't know exactly what they are, um, but boiled them up, and then they come with a sauce. It's like a... It's like a teriyaki. teriyaki. Yeah, teriyaki with a little bit of ginger and maybe a little bit of sesame oil. Okay. They call it like their house their house sauce. So I made those, um, added the 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 sauce to the um to the, to the noodles, mixed it all up, and then tossed it in, and then cooked it for a couple minutes with the chicken and the veg the veggies, and then yeah, uh, threw some hoisin sauce on top and a little bit of uh, 
uh, garlic chili paste and, and mix that all together. And um, it, was, uh, it was pretty good. Sounds good, man. I feel like, uh, did you put any uh, vegetables in there? I didn't hear no vegetables. Uh, onions, peppers, and mushrooms. Uh, no broccoli, man? You got to get some broccoli in there, man. Uh, I'm sure I won't eat broccoli. Oh, man. Otherwise, otherwise I would have. You got to find a... Uh, I'm gonna find a substitute, man. I feel, I feel like I know, broccoli. You need like, a, you need like a little crunch in there. Yeah, and then I feel like the broccoli takes, broccoli soaks up the uh, a good amount of flavor uh, when you uh, make certain it things. So. It, it sits. Um, typically, it sits like nicely in the in the sauce. It's like a, especially like a like a beef and broccoli. Um, yeah, I always felt like those were were pretty good. And then, uh, what'd you guys drink that down with? All right, so going back to uh, went back to Middle James Brewery uh, up in uh, Pineville. Uh, again, not far from here, and grab some of their uh, one of their sours that they just put out. So it's called Quantum Pioneers. It's a raspberry and lemon, uh, raspberry and lemon sour. Uh, so okay. they, they do they do it with uh, yeah raspberry lemon puree. Uh, kind of a, a, a lighter, I would say lighter um, sour. It, it's kind of more. I felt to me more like a, a seltzer, um, not as kind of carbonated, but more along those lines. It was nice and light. Uh, it was five percent, so again, easy to drink. Um, you, you know, I think people people go different routes with sours, so I was, you know, wasn't sure. I hadn't had. I don't think I, I tried one there before, but I hadn't had one, like a full one. So, um, but yeah, uh, I thought they did it really a job. Uh, really good, like summer drink, sitting outside, you know, soaking up the sun. Um, just, just I think really solid. I, I'd probably give it a seven point four. Oh, that's pretty good, man. Um, when you said when you said raspberry lemon, it made me think of uh, that like this raspberry cheesecake from uh, uh, the Cheesecake Factory. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and it was surprisingly good. So yeah, I, I, I mean, I do like a good raspberry cheesecake too. Yeah, but this one's raspberry lemon. So this one was like yeah. it has like a little double with the kick to it, but the, it balances off with the raspberry. So yeah, I, I like that the lemon kind of it, it balances a little bit and gives you a little bit of that acidity. It kind of yeah. Uh, knocks down that sweetness a little bit, which is nice. It definitely sounds good, man. Definitely gonna have to check that out. And then uh, that's JD's Bites and Brew, everybody. And then for this week for the BRRs, I actually binge, super binge watch the show, uh, which was surprisingly good. Uh, I mentioned before. And then, um, I mean, did you, uh, did you, how far did you, did you start um, uh, Night Agent yet or not yet? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, you definitely gotta check that out, man. It's on uh, some Jason Bourne type stuff. They set up the first season great for uh, continuation for, you know, what's to come. You know, kind of gives you that, uh, uh, what you call it, homeland type feel. But uh, not as like espionage is, uh, a lot more action. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they can uh, brew up for the second season and the, and the direction they're going. Outside of that, we had Love is Blind. They put out another three episodes. I don't know if you got a chance to see that yet. Yep, watch that. So I know that was a little strange. You said it was a little strange, man. What are you talking about? It was a little strange. What happened, man? <laughs> just uh, you know, just just bringing Bliss back in, and then and, uh, and I, you know, I just felt like that was kind of an odd move uh, just for the show in general, and 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 then all of a sudden he's getting engaged to Bliss now, and now they're getting married. So you know, the the script is kind of flipped, and I know that the Irina thing obviously was a no go from the jump, but just the. Uh, the fact that that he he got a hold of Bliss and and now they're they're getting uh you know they're they're well we don't know yet but they're engaged and, and planning to get married on that same schedule is just thought it was kind of, just a little strange for them. I feel like I feel like this is not the last we see of uh, Irina man so I feel like she's gonna come back no, some type of way not. so 
But I mean, ultimately, uh, the whole dynamic between uh, your boy Kwame and uh, what's the name, uh, uh, Mecca or Micah, yeah, um, that whole dynamic is uh, it's just like a bomb waiting to happen. I'm kind of trying to stay tuned just to see when it goes off or if it goes off. Yeah, that that one is is interesting too. It's like every, like they just like can't stop like talking to each other when they get in the same room. Yeah, they're like, they're like oh yeah, I really not that not that I see you. It's just like all those feelings come back, and I'm talking to you, and uh, yeah, even though I have a partner, yeah, I like my partner, but you know, I just like like they 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 want to jump into it, but they don't. They like, yeah, yep. And then what her what her friend uh, said about uh her current uh guy, I forget his name. She said, "She said he's not it, man. <laughs> he's not oh, it." Oh, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was a little strange too. Like, like what, what? Like this girl's just meeting this guy. Why is it like? Are you just saying that because it was a you? Were, it was part of the experiment and all that. Because, or is it? You know, to, to me, I was like, almost at the same time, like, is this just like a setup? Like, is this girl just like, uh, you know, set up by the reality show to just be a kind of a uh, a problem? Problem, yeah. But yeah. you know, you never know, but. You know, she is her friend, so I'm sure she's seen her type. Um, yeah, because then so, Paul, when Paul was like, they actually really don't care what, what you think. Like, that's also not just kind of like, you know, Paul's pretty reserved. Uh, yeah, he's really pissed. He said, I'm going to the bathroom and never came back. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that move before. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. I mean, we got a few more episodes left. Hopefully uh, it goes out with a bang. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the reunion and see who's still together or who makes it. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I honestly think only maybe one couple is going to make it, but yeah, you know, you, you never know what happens. I think, I think last year, last year we thought, uh, what two, that like, was like two and a half or something. Yeah. Something like that. And then, uh, none made it. So it's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see outside of that. I mean, it wasn't really much else for shows. Uh, I watched, uh, uh, what you call it? Um, the, uh, new avatar movie. It's pretty good. A lot of action. They kind of set it up for a third one, um, based off what happens in the, the 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 second one with the bad guy. They bring back uh, the military the military guy. I forget his name. Um, yeah, they bring back uh, a colonel, Colonel Miles, in the form of an avatar, as well as all the other soldiers. Apparently, they like you know I want to say Photoshop their 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 minds um, onto like I want to say disc or something, and then they put them into avatars. So. Which kind of means like they kind of can't die in a sense, since they always have a copy of them, right? You can always just keep bringing them back as the, the same person, but they won't have the previous memories. But overall, uh, like I said, a lot of action. Definitely looking forward to seeing. Uh, I would like to see more hand-to-hand combat in in, the, in these uh, avatars. Yeah, I, honestly, I like I watched the first one so long ago, and I I don't really I, I rewatched like forty-five minutes before Reagan like had enough. Um, <laughs> but I hadn't, I hadn't seen it in a while. But yeah, I, I think I know what you mean. Because it just feels like, uh, you know, uh, cowboys and Indians uh, mm-hmm. kind of going at it. But I think it would be interesting if they had some kind of like combat scenes where it's like hand-to-hand combat. Uh, not necessarily karate or something like that, but maybe, probably. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this plays out as well. Because they, they introduced a different type of avatar, uh, which are more like the water people. So mm-hmm. I wonder if there's other different like types of avatars um, on the, on the planet. So we're kind of, they're kind of expanding the avatar world with the different types of them. So uh, we only meet two kinds, you know, the forest people, which are the, from one, from part one. And then part two, you meet the ones from the water. You know, that's why they say it was the way of water. 
And then now, now we're gonna get to see if there's other ones as well. So, but yeah, overall, it's, I, I still gotta watch it. Uh, but I've heard, I've heard, I've heard good things. Yeah, definitely in the eight range. But I don't know if I can say it's better than the first one. But yeah. it's definitely, definitely close uh, between the two. Mm-hmm. And then I know you started Yellow Jackets. How, how are you feeling about that? Uh, it's uh, two episodes in. It's interesting. <laughs> I mean, obviously we. we we already know that they're they're cannibals uh, from the from the plane crash, but yeah, looking to to see like how they got to that point, and then kind of the jump back in the future. What what are they looking for? Uh, what's Nat Nat Nat's uh, gone off a rocker, and now they're getting these postcards. Um, so what the heck's going on? Um, this is this is one of these shows where I'm not sure I want to watch the, like the end. So I wish I could get like a you know like a a 90 minute show that just tells me how they got from point A to point B. But so far, you know, they got, they got some good actors or actresses, so it's 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 pretty entertaining. But um, but yeah, uh, trying to like we haven't figured out who the who kind of the leader is yet. Um, obviously, Misty uh, just smashed up the black box um, that no one will find them because she's obviously thriving in this in this uh, spot right now and wants to continue to do so. But yeah. Probably probably stick out season one and then kind of figure it out from there. Yeah, man, you just gotta keep watching. Uh, it's gonna get really more. It's gonna get much weirder once uh you see what happens with this plane and this bear. So um <laughs> can't can't really give too much away. And then uh, I haven't started the second season yet. I'm I'm kind of waiting for more episodes to come out and I'll try to binge it through um yeah. just to see if it's worth it, man. Uh, can't believe I'm giving it another chance, but hey. Uh, all these reviews keep saying the second season is great, so um, we're gonna have to wait and see what happens. Maybe yeah, just hype. Mean, it's a cool like the the idea around it. It seems like a pretty cool show. Um, and, and it's kind of like mysterious and 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 the gory, but it's just like I don't know. There's something like, I can't figure out. There's something about it that I'm just like kind of leery about. Yeah, you gonna see that. You gonna see that in, in about another few episodes, man. I'm telling you. As I said, once once that scene happens, you're gonna be like, what? And then that's when it just starts getting, I don't say weirder or worse. It just kind of becomes like, like okay, what am I watching now? Like, like how do we get here? So yeah, yeah. But you know, like I said, I'm I'm gonna check out the second season based off of some of these you know critics reviews that are saying it's amazing, it's great. So we'll have to wait and see, man. I'll, I'll give you the real deal once I check it out. Yeah. And then uh, that's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time. Till next time, Rich. I want to thank y'all for rocking out here on the Sports Sidebar Podcast. Give y'all something to ride out on.